Months ago, I was working in the midst of COVID. I had been working COVID since the middle of the early part of 2019 for me. Because of what I do for a living, we kind of caught it before the world caught it. And so at that point, I was coming up on the end of a contract that I'd been working for a facility and was kind of interested, you know, partially in a possible Airbnb. Not thinking a whole lot about it, thinking, hmm, maybe I'll find a nice little vacation rental and maybe hit it a couple of times a year and, uh, and then rent it out. Welcome to the Aid to Assets podcast, the ultimate podcast for aspiring real estate investors. I'm your host, Tiffany Watson. Join me as we discuss real estate investing for nine to fivers. We'll talk about everything from money mindsets and property ownership and different strategies you can use to invest in real estate. I want to empower investors, especially those of us who are working full time, who want to navigate the world of real estate, uncover the secrets to building wealth, generate passive income to achieve financial freedom. Equip yourself with resources from experts, practical tips, and step-by-step -step guides on how to kickstart your real estate journey. We'll also hear from nine to fivers who started to build their own portfolios, what they did and how they did it, so you can do it too. Tune in and transform your main job into your biggest silent investor in your real estate investment business. This is your Aid to Assets. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Aid to Assets podcast, where we help nine to fivers start and scale their real estate portfolios by hearing from other nine to fivers who've already done the same and the people who've helped them do it. And so I am so excited about my guest today. My girl, my friend is here on the podcast with us. Kim, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Tiff, how you doing, sis? I am amazing. I'm so excited for our conversation today. You know, this has been a long time coming. Yeah, I tried to, I tried to dodge it as much as possible, but... <laughs> <laughs> But since I'm here, uh -huh. we might as well go ahead and do it. <laughs> we about to get into it. Absolutely. So before we jump in, why don't you tell the people a little bit about you, where you're from, and what you do? Well, I am Kim Day. I am from Atlanta. I'm a respiratory therapist and a bit of respiratory therapist for about 32 years now. Relatively new to all things real estate within the last 365 days. But now I am known as Kim the Wholesaler. I am known as Kim the Builder. I am known as Kim Get This Credit Done. So, so. Period. <laughs> That's just a little bit about me and, and my journey. And we'll talk a little bit more about it during the, during the podcast. Absolutely. Yes. All the AKAs, Kim the Wholesaler, AKA Kim the Builder, AKA Kim the Credit Repair. I can't wait for people to hear. And I also want to go ahead and make sure we highlight real quick. She said 365. The evolution that you are about to hear has all happened in the past year. It is amazing how much your life can change with intentional direction, with intentional focus. And so let's just go ahead and let's start at the very beginning. A year ago, or actually let's do 18 months. 18 months okay. ago, what was life like for you? Months ago, I was working in the midst of COVID. I had been working COVID since the middle of the early part of 2019 for me because of what I do for a living. We kind of caught it before the world caught it. And so at that point, I was coming up on the end of a contract that I'd been working for a facility and was kind of interested, you know, partially in a possible Airbnb, not thinking a whole lot about it, thinking, hmm. Maybe I'll find a nice little vacation rental and maybe hit it a couple of times a year and uh, and then rent it out, you know, the rest of the year. But I had no idea of how to do that, had never dabbled in real estate or anything close to it at all. Even but my first home purchase was was my purchased by my ex-husband because he was military. So I just had no experience um, in real estate whatsoever. And so I was just kind of curious. It was kind of looking around to see how I could learn more about um, what I know now to be Airbnb uh, arbitrage. Um, I, I, didn't, I didn't know what that was at the time. I just knew I wanted to get one. 
<laughs> and I needed to figure out how to do so. So that's what it looked like for me 18 months ago. I was working in the hospital. I did what I know. I know two th things. I knew two things at the time, and that was medicine and music. Um, and that's what I was executing on in that, in that time. <clears throat> Awesome. Awesome. Okay. And so what was the appeal about even getting an Airbnb for yourself from the beginning? I wanted someone nice to stay warm. That's the truth. I like to chase the seasons. And, and that was the truth. I like, I like a little water. I want a little beach location. I figured it could make me some money, you know, when I wasn't using it. So that was the, the limits of my thought process. It was, it was very, very minute. You know, at that time, I didn't think about what it could mean to me as an asset or anything like that. It was just, it was just that small. Wanted somewhere nice to go on a vacation and figured it might as well make me some money in the interim. Like literally that, those were my thoughts. That was the, the full expansion of it. I never saw it becoming as big as it's become. Got it. Okay. And so when you decided, you know, I want to explore, see what this Airbnb can do. I love it. Cause you know me, I'm a chase this season girl too. So we gonna, we gonna get on a flight and we don't do Correct. nothing else. We gonna go catch a plane. Correct. So what did you do in order to start out on that journey? I happened to see a property challenge and took it and it was life changing. It definitely showed me that I was thinking really small that what I was thinking about was was just a tip on the iceberg of where I really could do, you know what I mean, with a with a yeah, Airbnb. I had no no idea about what a midterm rental was or or anything like that. But just that just that challenge kind of just kind of keeped me as to the possibilities of what I could do with real estate. That further took me to connect with just a group of people that thought like me. Is how I met you, right? And that was was the shift. I think that most importantly, when you try to take on anything different, anything new, and this was completely new to me, it, it requires a shift of some sort. It requires a, a a a change of mindset, and that's so much easier to be able to do when you are around the people that think like you do. There, there are so many people that will, will see what you have and try to chip away at it. And they do that per their discomfort, you know, mm -hmm. per their understanding or lack thereof. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so you talked about a shift that needed to occur in order for you to really double down and go into that. What was that shift like for you? I think for me, it was getting getting outside of myself. I, I've had a lot of prior to taking that that property challenge, I experienced a lot of identity theft. And so for 10 years, I was just kind of stuck in that fear and and not really being willing to take the steps to kind of move forward. So I think the first thing that I had to do was just kind of look at what my circumstances were and move through them. I had spent years moving around them and not moving through them. And it was something that I wanted on the other side, right? And I was also moving with a group of people that were trying to go to the same place. And so moving through that space didn't feel as scary, you know, with, with, without, with other people, you know what I mean? So I, I think that that kind of worked, you know, to my, to my advantage at that time. Yeah, absolutely. And so you definitely, you touched on the group of people. So let's talk about that a little bit more because often what we find with particularly new investors or those that are just getting started is that they might be the only one that they know right now that is interested mm -hmm. in this, that is wanting to take this on. So what was that process like? Was it really just you by yourself and you just had to go meet strangers? Like, tell us about that. Actually, no, I joined the, I joined the inner circle, right? And, and and they were strangers to me at that point, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. But they were strangers that quickly became family. We all had the same ideology. We all had, we were all moving toward that same destination. We were all trying to grow. And so when you put people together, you get to dabble with everybody's creativity, right? Mm -hmm. it, it, you know, I think that when people use the word group economics, they only think money. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And and not think of the full economy, your creativity, you know what I mean? Your passion, you know, all those things. When you pull together a group, you get to, to 
get a piece of all of those things, right? You get right. to experience someone else's creativity and put and match that with yours. And then when you when you put that, those things together, it's it's pretty miraculous what you can do. I, I my first my first project in, in real estate, I did with a group of people. Everything that could go wrong with that project went wrong. You know, you know what I mean? Uh, like everything, like everything that could go wrong with that project went wrong. Uh, everything that we could see that was bad, we saw it. But the difference is it was a collective and we could be creative with our pivots, right? Because if I didn't have a pivot, my business partner may have, right? And then she may have just had the idea, but something my other business partner could piggyback off of, right? And develop it fully. So I think that getting around your people, knowing your people, getting your top fives, you know what I mean? My top five really a top 15, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, 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 honestly, my top five is really a top 15. I know who to call for what I need. You know what I mean? And that's important. It's important to have those resources available to you. It's important to have people that will pray over you. It's important to have people that will cover you. It's, it's important to have people that know your dreams and will get behind them. People who know me know I'll change my name in a minute. I speak those things that be not as though they work. Right. I believe that if I call it, it can be. If I think it, it can be. Right. If I speak it, it will be. Right. And so I if I call myself Kim the wholesaler, I I, I kick it with a group of friends that's gonna call me the same. Right. Um and I and, and I and I think that that matters, right? Like they get behind my dream, like they push my vision. Even the moments that I can't see my vision, they'll point it out for me. And you need those people. That is so powerful. That's so powerful. And I want to hear because a lot of times when we are taking on new ventures or we're trying to do something new, we hear a lot of like, you know, you got to move in silence or, you know, you can't tell everybody your business or even like you can't work with friends. So how did you even establish a, a connection enough with people that you had just met when you started the property challenges and then, and then joined the inner circle, how did that evolve to then we're going to go and we're going to go in on a project together? Um, I think that a, you recognize yourself and others, right? I, I only move when I feel like it's a line, you know what I mean? But the, the, the group that I move in, we're all aligned for the same purpose. Number one, <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's not, it, 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 that makes it a little less difficult to, to figure it out in, in addition to my, my regular friends. And so for my regular friends is about to see this. I still love y'all. You know what I mean? Y'all just do stuff a little different. <laughs> y'all yes, do stuff a little yeah. different. You a have to recognize that that alignment, but I, I, I move with with people that I'm more aligned with. My current business partners, I never knew them, um, but b before linking up with them in our current mastermind, one of my business partners literally lives four minutes from me. We never cross wow. paths. You know what I mean? Prior, you know, prior to being being in this program together. But I think that, you know, just spending time together, you kind of know what your synergy is like. And you 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 need to build a team that that looks different from you, you know, too. Everybody can't come to the table with the same things you come to the table with. Right. Or you'll mm -hmm. get multiple use. If you are the critical thinker, then you need someone else that can just manage the project or can, that can manage the contractors. But you need people that bring different things to the table and then you're able to pull from everybody. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So tell me about your group because help people make this practical. What is your skill set, or what is your strength? And then what was the diversity in the group of that you work with? I'm a people person, right? So that's why you have the top 15. <laughs> That's why I got top 15. I'm a people person, so I'm very good at relationships, but I'm also hands-on, right? So I'm going I'm to touch it. I'm going to feel it. You know, I'm the touch, feel, kind of taste it type. So when it when it comes to the, the group as a whole, I'm also a wholesaler, so don't forget, you know. So I'm going I'm to I'm find the properties. I'm going to help with the relationships. I'm going to pretty much manage the process. For our particular team, I joined this team, so we had someone that was really, really good with numbers. We had a realtor. Then we had a wholesaler, which is myself. So we all just kind of took the different things that we were good at, you know what I mean? And just kind of 
you know, utilize them there. Obviously, the realtor came with a wealth of knowledge. This was all our first project, but I think that she probably set the strongest amongst us as far as what she knew about the market and the business, which was absolutely an asset for us. And then we just kind of took what we knew and what we didn't know, right? Right? And uh, and learned how to and learned how to pivot, you know, through through the things that we didn't. I, I will definitely say that there's absolutely no 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 loss in the learn. So even the things that we that we didn't know then, we definitely know now. So uh, I think that it was just kind of just utilizing what our strength was, and and some of those things kind of unfolded within the project. You know, there were some things that we had no idea that we were gifted and are good and would be good at. Like, who knew I could put in some bathroom tile? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you said you were hands on, so come yes. on. <laughs> No, I mean, I think that those are the things that you get gifted the more that you move and, and, and you try to learn with each other. Okay. So you mentioned that 10 years prior to this, you had been a victim of identity theft and that had really been, that had left you fearful. So how did you go from someone who had kind of been just moving around to get by to stepping boldly in this partnership with people that you just met? which means you had to put yourself out there and then also be willing to step out on faith to join in on this project with them. What was going on inside of Kim to help you to make such a massive leap? I had to discipline my feelings. <laughs> That's mm. Talk to us about that. I literally had to put my feelings and my emotions on notice. You know what I mean? That had been something that had crippled me for years, but I knew that it wasn't something that I could take with me where I was going. Um, I think the, the, the difference in that moment, as opposed to moments before, honestly, it's the way my psalms are set up. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm getting older, you know what I mean? And I've, I've recognized the things that I've been robbed of, you know what I mean? And, and, and the things that, that I am entitled to, the things that my children are entitled to. And somewhere I had to find that fight, you know what I mean? And I think it was also, I think it was the people I was around, you know, too. I was around people who wouldn't let me quit. You know, I was around people who saw me, right? And that were willing to push me. Right. Mm -hmm. I think that that mattered. And I was tired of being tired. Mm. Tell us more about that. What does that mean? Tired of being tired? I was merely a shell of myself in those moments. I don't think that I'm very clear. It's, it's not what I don't think. I definitely isn't living out all that God had planned for me. You know, mm -hmm. I probably was putting in about 10%. And there's definitely a difference between existing and living. And mm -hmm. I think that when I got, I think that I had gotten to a space where fear had completely paralyzed me. And so to move from that space to where I am now is, is, is significantly different. But I think that there was something that made me want to fight back. And it was really me having to discipline my feelings. It was as simple as, honestly, my coach told me to say it about two or three times. And about that third time, it, it, it resonated. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's power in what you speak. And it, it, it resonated. And, and, and every day, you know, I spoke to myself and spoke to my feelings and recognized that my feelings just feelings. You know what I mean? Like, they not facts. I I don't have mm -hmm. to I don't have to believe them. <laughs> I don't have mm -hmm. to run with the thoughts in my head, you know what I mean? And when I got that down, uh it was like a light bulb went off. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It was no stopping me, you know, after that. <laughs> it was it was no quitting in me, but it, I think that it was a, I was able to see what I was losing, you know what I mean, and what I could have. And I went with what I could have. Oh my gosh, that's so good. That's so good. Y'all in the chat, I want you to write discipline your feelings. Discipline your feelings. Because I think for 
a lot of people, when they are either looking at other people's journey or they're just starting out, they think that they're always going to feel like it. They're always going to mm-hmm. be motivated. Situ- circumstances are always going to be well. Absolutely not. And so as someone who got to watch you along this journey, I remember that moment with coach where you were like, I'm, I'm disciplined my feelings. Like you were literally like, I'm giving my feelings notice. It was almost like a light switch had been turned on and you were at full speed. And so when people are going through this journey, a lot of times we think it's just about the money. It's just about the real estate that we're buying. There is so much inner work that we have to do in order Mm -hmm. to be successful at this. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. thank you so much for your transparency and sharing how that process was for you. Cause you just freed somebody. They need to, they need to tell their feelings. They don't notice right now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You absolutely, you absolutely have to put them on notice. Your feelings will talk you out of your complete promise. Just completely Mm -hmm. talk you out of your promise. Will completely undo it in, in your face. Right. And I think that that you have to align yourself with your promise. You know what I mean? And no matter what happens, you know what I mean? You stay in line with your promise. Now, listen, it's it's going to come with a cost. You know what I mean? Because people go remind you, you know what I mean? (laughs) Like they go, they go remind you, you know what I mean? They go, they go, you know, you got, you got your people with the snatch bag. Right. And they, and, 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 and their job is solely right to snatch you back. Right. Mm-hmm. Your job is not to be snatched, right? Mm. Your job is to to exhibit the growth that you have, where you where you now show them I'm not snatchable. Yeah, I see mm. where I was, right? But I'm no longer a part of where I was, you know. So I think that is probably the biggest lesson um, that I've I've had to learn outside of just disciplining my feelings is to not let them um, become undisciplined by by those people who, who were comfortable mm-hmm. when my feelings weren't disciplined. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because people take com- comfort sometimes in the shell of you because your growth makes you makes them uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Mm. You preaching now, Kim. That is so good. And it and it is and one of the things is it's not always malicious, right? Oh no. When people not just benefited from a different version of you that you no longer want to subscribe to anymore, that makes them uncomfortable because if you don't have a plan for your life, best believe the people around you will. Whether they realize it or not, they want you to act a certain way, they want you to show up a certain way. And when you decide to move different, you moving left when they wanted you to move right, it can definitely create some tension. Mm-hmm. 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 All facts. All facts. Okay. So let's get into this first deal because you said two things that I, I want us to unpack is one, your first property was a flip. And so that in itself, we got to, that's a lot already. And then everything that could go wrong went wrong. So <laughs> tell us about this property and let's, let's unpack how this went down. Okay. So with this property, I kind of got on this property in a very unique way. One of the things that I kind of focused on right off was kind of building up uh, some business credit. I knew nothing about business credit either, um, but but just trying to build up my business credit because in my mind, I wanted my EIN to hold as much as it could. You know, I wanted to keep Kim separate from everything and I wanted my, my EIN to get my business to kind of manage everything. And so that was one of the things that I, I originally started doing was just kind of trying to to build that up for myself. That what that led to, and I didn't move with that kind of strategy initially. I wish I could say I was that smart, but I wasn't. But what that led to was the opportunity for me to to get on that 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 first flip of mine. I actually got on that first flip with no cash. I oh, wait. Had... Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait, 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 hold on. <laughs> Cause you know, the, you know, people, we hear that. So wait, wait, wait. So first let's start with, tell us what the EIN number is just in case people aren't familiar with that. And then so you, how we get into this property with no money. So your EIN is the number that's assigned to your business. So it's, it's, it's like your business's social security number. 
what a lot of people miss with when it comes to business credit is not necessarily beefing up that EIN. So you've got, you know, three business bureaus, you got Dun Bradstreet, Equifax, and Experian Business, right? And so you want to be, build up business scores under those bureaus. So that was one of the things that I focused on doing. One of the ways to do that is acquiring trade lines. So I acquired some particular trade lines, a few with uh, Home Depot and Lowe's and Florida Core. Really only because they made sense to me at the time, you know, I figured I could use them at the time with this one Airbnb that I wanted. <laughs> You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so that was one of the reasons that, that I grabbed them, not knowing that it was going to afford me an opportunity to get on my first flip. The way that that happened, my first flip, my business partner was in a hard money loan. And so with someone having business credit, it was advantageous in that I could buy materials for the deal. At that time, I had net 90, net 60 accounts at Lowe's, Home Depot, Amazon, Wayfair, Florida Core. So basically, I could buy any of the materials that people would need for a project. So we had four business partners total. Three of them came with cash and I came in lieu of cash with my business credit. Wow, that is amazing. So y'all, when you hear folks say that you can get into a property with no money out of your pocket, this is real life. This is how that is possible. And so she still had funding. That funding just looked different than what we are traditionally used to. And she also mentioned earlier how everyone in the group had different skill sets, different resources that they were bringing to the table. This is another example of that. She had the business credit in order to be able to purchase the materials for the project that they were working on. So she was still adding value to the group just in a way that may not be what people are typically thinking about. Yeah, I think I think that that's something that we have to learn as a whole, and it's how to be creative. You know what I mean? There are ways that we can creatively get funding and we can creatively get on deals. Like that never, never in a million years that I think just getting a, a net 90 account, you know what I mean, at Home Depot. Would, would get me on a deal, right? But but now my DMs are lit, right? <laughs> right? For people <laughs> who need that same move, right, on their deal. Mm -hmm. So just something that small, right, um, could, could com get, well, completely for me, got rid of my, ca my capital concerns, right? Mm -hmm. Because I had the trade lines to move the deal along, right? And therefore, mm -hmm. that kind of pointed, once I did that, I couldn't see that now. Right. Like right. you can't you right. can't you can't unsee that. So now now strategically. Right. I'm mm -hmm. always thinking, how can I use utilize this in lieu of, you know what I mean? My own money. Right. Because mm -hmm. I think that that's that's the goal with every entrepreneur, how to how to how to move around, how to OPM, you know. Mm -hmm. So that was just another creative way that we were able to to utilize business credit in that way. Let me just tell you what's on my spirit right quick, because you know how it is. Y'all, me and Kim get on the phone and we just two hours later, we don't know what happened. Right. And it just hit me as much as we've talked about it. It just hit me how you were the victim of identity theft over 10 years ago and it crippled you as you mentioned for a while, almost like you were paralyzed to act. And so I imagine that when you heard about business funding and being able to set things up with your LLC, that was advantageous for you because then you didn't have to tie your personal identity to it. It's tied to your business. So there's no socials with your EIN and all of that. It's all your business. So I can imagine as someone who had experienced that, then was like, okay, well, I can do this with my business. So I'm safe. I'm protected and I'm able to still do all of the things, get all of the things without having to put my personal identity. Not only was it by going through that, making that more appealing, but you then were able to leverage that into your first project and you are now able to do that for other people. Can we just talk about how he going to use it all for good? <laughs> he he going to use it all for good. Every single I mean, bit of it. <laughs> I never put that together, Kim. That is mind blowing. 
because yeah. I don't know many people that are as passionate about business credit and like, yo, you need, cause me, I still ain't got my trade lines. I'm gonna get it together. I'm gonna get it together. I promise. <laughs> but <laughs> it just really hit me that, oh my gosh, this is why, because you understand how much safety and security this provides for people without having to put our personal information. Y'all, I'm sorry. I had a moment. I just, yeah. wow. Hey y'all, Tiffany here. Are you looking to purchase or sell real estate? As you know, I'm your aid to assets and I want to help you with all of your real estate endeavors. Whether you're local here like me in the Fayetteville, North Carolina area, I can then help you purchase or sell your next property. If you're looking to purchase or sell outside of North Carolina, let me know too. I can still help you. I have a team of agents all over the country that I can connect you with to partner on your next deal. Let's get to the closing table, y'all. We buy our way to wealth, whether that's buying right or selling better. Can't wait to hear from you. Click on the link in the bio if you want more information on how to personally work with me or an agent on my team. Talk to you soon. Yeah, it's like, it's the weirdest, craziest, greatest thing you know what I mean because it was the one thing that that kept me crippled right and it's the knowing how to get funding for my friends you know what I mean mm -hmm. like getting getting that bag for my circle like that mm -hmm. I do that just like I did emergency medicine it's a play for me you know what I mean and I enjoy it you know what I mean? So for it to come all the way around like that, I think that I stay away from even like I don't I only build business credit. But then a lot of my clients need some personal stuff done, too. So now I'm even starting to kind of dabble to kind of help them build because you need them both. You know what I mean? You, you want them both, mm -hmm. you know, nice, nice and nice and sexy, all of it. You know what I mean? And so now that I'm even dabbling to help them, you know, fix some of the personal things is just mind blowing to me. It's nothing that I ever thought and I would do. I, I didn't even want to blink at my social security number at one point in my life. You know what I mean? Right. Um, yeah, <laughs> so, so to, so to be in this place, to, to even have a business building business credit is pretty, pretty incredible. You know what I mean? And again, all in a year. Wow. Wow. Okay. Wow. To God be the glory. That is, that is amazing. So, Let's talk about the house now. So you're in the deal. It's four of you all. Y'all, four, wait, it's four or five of y'all. It's four. Mm -hmm. Okay. So group of four, your business partners. How did you, how did y'all, like, is there paperwork? How do we partner? What does that look like to actually partner on a real estate project? Yeah. So we actually had to do a, a joint venture agreement. Um, amongst okay. the four of us. Um, and so we all entered that joint uh, venture agreement per our, our different LLCs. And so we all entered as a business um, and did the partnership that way. So that's, that's the best way. You want to make sure that you get the details and the breakdown of what the deal um, is going to look like for each and everybody. But also one thing that we didn't do, well, we didn't know to do it, but we would probably do it from with um, any other deals going forward. It's just what to, to expect from each other. I don't think that because it was our first deal, we really didn't know what to expect, but mm -hmm. just a list of roles that expect expectations can also be included in your, in your JV. One of our partners didn't live uh, locally, so also you can include those things as well. Like if there's got to be a boots on the ground person or a person that's got to manage, you know, the particular project in itself. So just putting those things down on a joint venture pretty much covered us from that. And then you have an attorney look at it and then, you know, you're kind of locked in. Okay. Okay. So how did y'all find this particular property? Actually, it was found by my business partner. It was her deal. And I think it was a deal that that she was going to walk away from. Honestly, the numbers need to work, right? And and we knew that those numbers didn't work on that deal. But instead of allowing her to walk away from it, we were newly in a program where we said, well, shoot, we're smart enough to get through it. You know what I mean? So if we tackle it anyway, we probably could do it and figure it out. And we'd learn something in the process. So we took it on. You know what I mean? On this side of the deal now, what I say do that? Yeah. Oh, right. But but it, the lesson in it was it, it taught us about a scarcity mindset, right? You you know sometimes you gotta lose to win. Mm. 
You know what I mean? Like sometimes you gotta lose the win. So that little bit, you know, that 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 she that she would have lost on the table, that seemed huge, right, to us then. Right? Mm-hmm. Right? But that was low money. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was nothing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's nothing mm-hmm. in when you have to take 20 million pivots in a deal and could lose so much more, right? Then it's mm-hmm. it, then it's then it's then it's worth you know possibly taking that that little loss like like on the front end. That's just like buying a piece of land and not getting a survey. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, now you bought it and you can't build on it. Well, it was worth mm-hmm. paying the the two thousand dollars for the survey before the purchase. You know what I mean? Because now you own it and you can't build on it. You know what I mean? So right. it definitely taught us about thinking scarce, you know, and being afraid to take losses. Because sometimes some losses are worth taking. You know what I mean? Mm. Had we not taken this project, would we have learned as much as we did? Absolutely not. You know what I mean? Okay. Absolutely not. So it was. I'd still do it again. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? But I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it with the same mindset. I'd do it again to learn, but I definitely wouldn't be looking at the money. She wasn't losing that much. Mm-hmm. It cost okay. it cost us more of a headache than what the loss would have been for sure, for sure, okay. for sure, for sure. So, so realizing when we're talking about cost, it's not always just about money, but sometimes it's costing us peace, it's costing us time, and so having to factor those in as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You have to factor all those things in, and when you're doing a, a, a JV agreement, you you it it might cost it might cost relationships. You got to focus on that too. Tell us more about that. Yeah, you you well because it's it's money involved, right? It's money involved. Mm-hmm. Things are going wrong. People are making pivots and stuff like that, right? And so people move different when it when it when it involves it involves their money so you you have to go in knowing that through it all i'm going to continue to cultivate this relationship the house will always stay mm. right but you have to make a decision because this house will be here 100 years right mm-hmm. but this relationship might not be here in three months if i don't cultivate it so you have to you have to make a decision to do that as well and and people's pain points are different you know what I mean? And so you have to you have to consider that that as well. What 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 may seem like a hiccup to me might not seem like that to my business partner. She might take that in stride. You know what I mean? So you have to you 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 have to you know think about those things as well. Everybody doesn't manage like you do. That is so good. And you can hear you can tell that you're the relationship person for sure out of the group. So talk to us a little bit more about cultivating that relationship because for a lot of people when we start talking about paperwork contracts that sort of thing that can be an uncomfortable conversation but it sounds Uh like from what you're saying having the joint venture and having everything spelled out was so necessary so how do you make sure that you have everything that you need written out in your contract and you also are intentional about cultivating your relationship as the project is moving forward I think, A, you got to anticipate some of your needs, right? Some things we couldn't anticipate because we hadn't experienced it before, right? But I think that Mm -hmm. that's that's part of it. You have to anticipate what could happen. And then, like I said, I think it gets down to what's important to you. What's most important to you? Is it the deal or is it the people that I'm with? Mm -hmm. Right? For some people, it's the deal, right? But you need Mm -hmm. to know that about your business partner when you go into business with them, Right? For some people, it's the it's the people that 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 you're with, right? Mm-hmm. For me, right, it's always the people I'm with first, right? That's not everybody, right? But I need to not move with that in that expectation that everybody's gonna think like me, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's important. It's always the people that I'm with first, right, and then the deal, because I wouldn't be with you if I had already had a bag in place, right? But I can't get money with everybody. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so if I know that I'm relationship forward first, then no matter what, we get into this thing together, no matter what. Right. Um, that is the mindset that I'm, I'm moving with. I'm not going to leave you. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm, if I'm going to the end, you going to the end. If I'm in the middle, mm-hmm. you are in the middle. Right. Um, but it's always us together. And so if it's us against the property. They were good. It's the same way when I'm negotiating the sale of a property. I'm going to negotiate with the seller. 
I'm never going to negotiate with myself. I know what my number is. So I'm not negotiating with me. I'm going to negotiate with you. So it's the same. That's so good. That's so good. So what did that, what did the relationship look like? Because how long did it take from start to finish for y'all to completely flip this property? Yeah, probably took five and a half months. It should have taken 90 days. I think that was more contractual, but that's just my opinion. But I think relationship, we managed that well. You know what I mean? I don't think, none of us knew each other, you know, prior to, prior to this project. To be honest, we started spending some time together and I think that that was important. I know what I mean, that time that we spent together wasn't all real estate. We, I know where the kids go to school. You know what I mean? I know where the karate teacher mm-hmm. is. You know, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like we mm-hmm. really got mm-hmm. kind of spent time and, 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 and built a, a kind of a kind of a family um, in that sense. And I think that sustained us, to be honest. You know what I mean? Because it's not like we didn't any bumps and bruises, but I think just establishing um that sense of family kind of kind of kind of kind of sustained us in that way amazing amazing okay so let's talk about the bumps and bruises because that's always a big fear of a lot of people that are going into this space how do i you know we want to come out perfect we want to have the perfect property with the perfect numbers the perfect deal and that's just if it was a perfect deal somebody else probably would already bought it so uh-huh. let's start with telling us what are like the top two or three bruises that turn into lessons that you got out of this flip. Top three. Mechanicals will cost you your whole house. That's number one. Ooh, and so okay. and and for for those that know mechanicals meaning plumbing, your electrical, you know what I mean, your HVAC check those things you know what i mean it's not just your numbers mm-hmm. right mechanicals will cost you your own uh, your whole house let me see contractors are contractors okay. that's what i got contract contractors are contractors right they go do your job but you better they go do their job but you better do your job right and, mm-hmm. and don't and don't and don't ever let them don't ever mix it don't ever let them start doing your job always keep them on their job right you gotta always do your job and no, what is our job? Uh, making sure they're doing theirs. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. No, that's our job. <laughs> that is it. Because I think yeah. a lot of times we put a lot of emphasis on, well, they're the contractors that know what we're doing. You still need a project manager. And so either Correct. you yourself are going to be the project manager or you are going to hire someone or have someone in the group if you're going to do this with a partnership that is going to manage the project because there's a lot of moving parts. There's a lot of people. And so someone has to be the overseer of that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, you 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 have to. And you all you always, always have to keep all lines of communication open. You don't. You can't make solo decisions. You know what I mean? If you got partners, you better utilize them, right? Because mm-hmm. the times that you have blind spots, that's what they're there for, right? Mm-hmm. It's very rare that four people going to have the same blind spot, right? Mm-hmm. Somebody going to be able to see, right? Mm-hmm. And so communication is always, always, always important. And that communication got to, got to happen from start to finish. It can't break down anywhere in the middle. You got to start off communicating. You got to end the same way you started. Okay. So mechanicals. So the plumbing, electricity, we got to make sure that those are intact. Are there steps that we can do either when we are trying to find a property or once we've selected one to make sure that we're good? Definitely look at the age of the property, I would say. You know what I mean? Because that age is going to let you know whether whether you're electrical and stuff like that. It, it has been changed or in code. You can always kind of look and, you know, see if they've changed out some of the GFI and stuff like that. But you, you definitely want to consider the age of the property. You also want to leave some wiggle room in your numbers to 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 bring those things up to code. That's kind of just the easiest way to do it. If you if you speculated that those things haven't been changed out, then you don't need to make your numbers so tight that 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 you can't address those things if you need it to, for sure. Especially especially doing a flip, especially if you're flipping, because if you move a wall, you you can buy anything. 
and you can find anything mm-hmm. and you need to be ready to pivot with whatever you find. Okay. Okay. And so you also, you talked a couple times about the pivots that you all had to, to do while you are working this project. Tell us about one of those. What was the, what was the situation and how did y'all decide to pivot? We had mold. Okay. We had no okay. choice but to fix it. <laughs> that mm-hmm. was the pivot, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, we, we, <laughs> yeah, we, we, we removed a, a section and there was mold, mold there. So we immediately, you know, had to find out how to treat it, get it, get it treated and taken care of and, and go to, go to the next step. We couldn't go on until we treated it, but it was definitely something we didn't see. I mean, it was blind mm-hmm. to us at purchase, you know what I mean? But that's just, that's definitely something you pull something away and then go, oh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh. <laughs> so, and that was, that was, that was our first experience with, with that. But yeah, I think that was the, I think that was the first major pivot that we had to make, you know, and we just had to get the proper people in there and get it taken care of. Mm-hmm. Now, what led you all, because you decided to, to renovate and fix, flip this property instead of holding it. And so as investors are trying to figure out their strategy, what made you decide to go the flipping route instead of holding it and being just, you know, this being a long-term property or it being the Airbnb that you originally had been thinking about? I think, well, because this wasn't my original deal, that decision was already made prior to me joining it. But I also think that was, and, and so that was her particular investment strategy to start with. But also, if if I had to just kind of make that decision on my own, I'm going to look at whatever my investment strategy is at the moment. I'm going to look at the area, you know what I mean? Whether it's an area that I would want to hold in or whether it's, you know, it'd be a better area to flip. I think that the location of that particular property served as a good flip. It's like maybe about three miles away from a major hospital as well. and so. It, it, you know, we could have we could have short term rented it as well, you know, or midterm mm-hmm. used it as a midterm rental as well. So it it, it kind of had the ability to do both, but definitely a decent area to turn it over in. But I, I think that just kind of depends on what your investment strategy is and and the property itself, to be honest. OK, OK. And so you mentioned that the property took about five and a half months. But even though it was originally slated to take 90 days, what caused the extended time? Oh, now you're trying to get me in trouble live on, on, on TV. Ah! I, 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 I think it was uh, time management, if, if, okay. I, if I could just say it nicely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? It, it, it was time management. And again, our job, right, is to manage right? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, so time management across the board, right? Right. So that would be that okay. would be us too, right? So I, I just it. think just the management of of time probably cost us the additional time. And 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 listen, what we didn't know about and, and how that could be costly, you know, too. Because when you when you when you when you go over your time, your project it could change your entire project. Your comps don't look the same. Right. Your market may look different. Right. Mm-hmm. Two or three, two or three months might change your whole market. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's that's absolutely important. That was a huge lesson, you know, for us really being rigid about staying on top of our time. Got it. Looking back, what advice would you give you and your team before you will you all if you were like at the point where you were getting ready to start this project, knowing what you know now, what advice would you give your team? I would say we should be just being flexible enough to use multiple contractors if we needed to. Okay. For sure. Okay. We could, we could, yeah. Yeah. It, it, our, our deal is our deal. It's not our contractor's deal. So, mm-hmm. yeah. That's good. So, That's good. and okay. so I think, I think maybe we were a little, we may have loosened the reins a little bit of what we thought we didn't know instead of being a little bit more confident in what we did and keeping those reins as tight as we needed to. And how do you build that confidence, especially since this is a new endeavor? You mentioned none of y'all had done a flip before. What does it take to build that confidence in that? You, you gotta do it. You gotta do it. I think, I think, I think, I think doing it. I think getting, getting a property that was as torn up as ours and, and making it out alive. Okay. You can't stop me now. Like I can't, I can pretty much flip pretty much anything. And, and, and now I'm trying to build. So, cause if you can flip it, you can build it. You know what I mean? 
But yeah, I think I think it's just doing. I think you still have to jump. You can't you can't stand on the sidelines and try to make sure you got all the I's dotted and all the T's crossed before you make a move. I think sometimes you got to make a move. You know what I mean? And you got to take the lessons as they come. Right. Mm -hmm. And sometimes there are certain lessons you won't even get if you don't make the move. Right. You just got to make the step and let the path illuminate itself. Mm. If that ain't a word, because listen, you know, I'm a planner and I want to know A through Z before I get started with A. And that's just not how this goes all the time. We have to. One of my new affirmations is I believe in my ability to figure things out. Oh, that's good. That's and good. So just knowing, just knowing that like I'm 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 not gonna have the whole plan and it's okay because I can figure this out along the way. Yeah. 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 Sometimes you literally just have to take the steps and the path will show up. It'll show itself. But you just gotta start moving. Wow. Okay, love it. Okay. So I know we almost had time. We gotta get you back though. I'ma just go ahead and call that because we need to talk more about how we can use this business credit to help us get into these deals. So we're going to have to spend a whole nother episode to just talk about what that can look like, how people need to set up their business. So can we, can we schedule that in a couple of weeks or so? Make that we can absolutely, we can absolutely schedule that in a couple of weeks and I'll come on here and drop some gems on getting this business credit together. I love it. Okay. So before we leave, one of the things that we like to do here, which you have already talked about, so this is nothing new to you, is we we going to make declarations and we're speaking over our life. So a year, mm -hmm. three years from now, however you decide, what's going to be true for you and your business? For me and my business, I'll be a six-figure business by then. Yeah. Period. Come on. Period. Period. Right. My kids will be part of my business. Right. My kids will be owners. Right. Not just myself, but 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 mm -hmm. my children and some and, and, and two or three of their friends. Yes. Yes. I love that. I love it. Where can the people find you if they want to tap in early before we come back and do this business credit session? How can they get in touch with you? I can be found on Instagram at Kim's on the keys. And that's Kim with an S. Kim's on the keys. Perfect. And y'all, that's going to be in the description box for you. So you can definitely tap in with Kim on Instagram. We'll make sure that you have her contact information. If you have questions about her experience or if you want to get in and learn more about the business credit, let her know she is the one to help you. Kim, thank you so very much for coming on and sharing your story and experience with us. This has been amazing. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for this platform. And thank you for making this easy. This is my first time. So I appreciate you. And I love you, sis. I love you more. Absolutely. So y'all, this was another episode of the A to Assets podcast, where we are helping nine to fivers start and scale their real estate portfolios. I'll see you at the closing table. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to another insightful episode of Aid to Assets. Remember, your journey from nine to fiver to successful real estate investor is within reach. Keep learning, keep growing, and keep investing in your future. If you'd like to know more, connect with me on Instagram at Aid to Assets. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Until next time, happy investing.